Making sure you and your loved ones can live comfortably in the future starts with choices you make today. At RBC Wealth Management, they can help you make the right choices in using the assets you've built up over a lifetime. Whether it's leaving something for your loved ones, enjoying your own retirement, or giving to a favorite charity, RBC Wealth Management will help you plan for the coming years and the coming generations. Call the Quigley Group at the Eau Claire office of RBC Wealth Management at 715-858-7788 to see how they can help. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Hello, everyone. This is Scott, and welcome to this podcast we call Dr. Usher Weighs In, a podcast where we'll weigh in on a variety of things in medicine and health to better help you. Uh, hello, Dr. David Usher. Bye, hi, Scott. How are you today? Nice seeing you again. Uh, here we go. And again, everybody, go back, check out uh, all the great episodes we have of this podcast series. We're going to touch on a number of things over the course of the next several months uh, that uh, obviously directly impact people or maybe indirectly impact them. But today we're going to talk about something that, well, let's, let's be honest, we've all at one point uh, stressed over, uh, and that is our weight. Uh, some people uh, hold a little bit more junk in the trunk. I think well, a lot of us hold a little more <laughs> junk in the trunk. Even, even people like myself or my friends say, oh, you, you look fine, but medically I'm obese uh, you know, by about uh, 15, uh, 15 pounds. Of that used to be a lot worse. A lot of people uh, struggle with, uh, with their weight. They struggle with the, the mental aspects of it uh, as well, generating a proper diet, all those sort of things. And Doctor, you, you, I know you, we've talked on a previous episode that uh, one of the things you guys do here is a medical weight loss program, uh, attacking it uh, in, a, in a unique way. Uh, that's right, Scott. We, I started uh, seeing obesity as a medical problem about 17 years ago, uh, uh, working with, um, at that time, was a largely meal replacement-based uh, uh, but medically supervised program. And as I dug into obesity medicine and, and what's available and what's possible uh, with with using a, a, a doctor's type of approach, you know, you see the patient, listen to their problems, kind of evaluate them from a medical standpoint. Uh, and where, where appropriate, you use medication to help them uh, lose weight, control their eating behaviors, control their appetite, uh, keep them feeling fuller, longer, and so on. Uh, it can really be successful. So, um, what I think was is to understand what medical weight loss is. What I think is really helpful, um, I think, for our listeners to hear is what it means to have obesity. Um, what where people get. Um, uh, let's say find off-putting. Let's say is to be told that they are obese. Um, that's like saying you're short, um, or you're ugly, or you're tall, or whatever. Uh, when when we talk to people about healthcare problems that they have, we tell them they have high blood pressure, you have heart failure, you have a rash. Um, so when people uh, are carrying around extra body weight and so forth, extra body fat. We say you have obesity. Um, 
and it is its own diagnosis, its own self-perpetuating condition, uh, disease, really. There's a couple hundred different diagnoses or problems that grow out of obesity. And so uh, it's a really um, large problem. So our typical patient, a typical patient, um, it could be a whole range of ages, but um, like many weight loss approaches, um, very often it's kind of the middle-aged female that's kind of the average um, average person. But we see four to one uh, women to men, so for every about 80% of our patients are women. Um, but we see about 280 patients a month, and so we see a lot of men too. But the typical patient... Um, that we see is employed or employable uh, and um, they have some kind of at least one chronic health problem typically. Um, even obesity is its own chronic health problem. Besides obesity, they might have acid reflux or high blood pressure or asthma or migraines or irritable bowel syndrome, fibromyalgia. might be as simple as my knees hurt all the time, uh, back pain and so on. Diabetes, pre-diabetes, we hear that a lot now. So... Um, and very often these folks are on a chronic medication or two or four um, for their various things. So, um, and maybe they're on some meds for as-needed problems. When they get that migraine, then they take additional medication and so forth. Uh, so, um, uh, and, and when very commonly, um, one of these problems that they chronically deal with has some sort of psychiatric overlay. It's either anxiety uh, or depression, maybe panic disorder, um, sometimes post-traumatic stress disorder. That's pretty common in this group. Um, and, and their primary care doctor takes care of it for them, but, they're, but there's some psychiatric issue or psychological issue that kind of uh, is one of their common issues. The patient is functional. They go to work. Uh, they might be really great at their job. They go to their kids' stuff, uh, maybe run a household, uh, but they wind up eating on the run a lot, um, and they're, they don't really have time to exercise or have not found or made time to exercise because other priorities get in the way. Um, and a lot of times people say that, well, I can't lose weight because I can't exercise. And, and, um, and it's understandable that they would think that. This is usually not somebody who's overly burdened with excess disposable income, if you know what I mean. Um, uh, they're usually just regular folks. Um, money doesn't grow on trees for them. Their finances are kind of a stressor. Um, and sometimes they'll say, I can't afford to eat better because finances are a stressor. Um, but oh, the patient's overall functioning okay. It's not, um, these people aren't uh, sitting in wheelchairs uh, and unable to to deal with life. They're dealing with it. But meanwhile, this obesity is, is its own, is growing its own, a life of its own, shall we say. Our patients have tried other weight loss approaches. Very often they'll have been on, you know, one of the big programs, um, and this is not to disparage any of them. Um, you know, for, for people who have a, an approach that works, great. Um, don't come see us because what you're doing is working, right? Weight, weight Watchers or, you know, uh, Jenny Craig or Nutrisystem or whatever the thing is. Um, if that's working for you, great. Uh, that's we're not offended that you don't have an obesity problem, right? <laughs> if you do and things aren't working for you, that's, those are the folks that we want to see. So um, we've had people who've had bariatric surgery. They've had um, gastric bypass or a gastric sleeve um, or a lap band, one of those things, uh, and 
maybe they lost a bunch of weight, but then they they put it back on, or they put half of it back on, and they don't want to keep putting more on. So they'll come in and see us. Um, uh, as you have mentioned, we don't do a lot of advertising with this. Uh, most of our advertising is um, maybe we do a little social media, but um, uh, most of the people who come see us know somebody who has seen us, and they see the success, and they see the sustained success. The patient hasn't regained weight after a couple of years, and they go, that that looks like that could work for me, and they'll, and they'll talk to people they trust. Um, as we talked about in a previous episode, trust is such a huge thing. So uh, they might go to our free informational session online and, and um, hear from our, our um, health coach, Chris, uh, how the program works, and they decide to sign up and give it a try. So, and their employers sometimes will include it into our, into our program. So, um, and the psychology of this is really something. The psychology of obesity and, and the ability to lose weight is really interesting. But a lot, you know, folks, they get frustrated. They feel like failures. Um, a lot of people tell us they've, they don't know this right at the outset. It's not until they've had some success that they realize, holy heck, this took my life away. You know, you've given me li my life. You've helped me get my life back. We don't give them their life back. We help them to get their life back. And they don't know that until, until they've gone down this road a bit and they realize they were kind of trapped in this body that they didn't recognize was their own. It's like, it's just psychologically, it's a really interesting uh, evolution to see. And so, you know, they might have been doing their diet, they're taking their doctor's recommendation, um, eating only whole grains, eating lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, eating lean meats and so on. Um, but whatever they're doing just wasn't working for them. So, uh, and that's frustrating. People, again, people feel out of control. Control. I should think about rebranding or a tagline or something. Control medicine. <laughs> control. Get some control back. Um, control your cost. Control your weight. Um, that's like somebody else is pulling the strings, and there's just nothing you can do. You feel like a victim almost, uh, and it's very frustrating. So what happens is over time, these chronic medical problems these patients have wind up getting worse, their obesity, their weight goes up and their obesity gets worse and then they wind up on more meds, which makes, you know, the next thing you know, they have sleep apnea, which makes their blood pressure go up and they're on three drugs. And their blood pressure still not controlled and, and they don't get tested for sleep apnea because that's a $10,000 lab test, they think. Um, doesn't have to be, but um, can be very expensive. All of this just begets all kinds of problems and... and um, and none of it addresses the fact that the thing they hate the worst is their obesity. The big study years ago, um, nine, like 60, 70% of people when polled would rather have cancer than obesity. Huh. I, mean, an uh. I mean, just an amazing number. Well, as I, as, as I said, a lot of, it, it, there's, there's, a, there's a stress involved that... Uh, you, you, for any number of reasons, with that, uh, when you when you got a little extra little extra weight, and and it's not just the the people that you know maybe are are very overweight. It's the people that are even kind of close, and uh, that that's that's one of those things. There is you get the nail on the head. There, people are fearful of 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 weight uh, for that, and, and I kind of want to jump into this then. With a program like this, and I think it's one of the keys for all successful programs, 
is helping people set realistic expectations and realistic goals for it. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not going to show up to your program and just because of what you guys do, all of a sudden they're going to drop 10 dress sizes or have a six-pack of abs. Now, if they couple this with a very rigorous workout program and that's their goal, well, they, they, the sky's the limit. But for the most part, this is, just tr- this is getting people down to a, for lack of a better term, a livable weight that they're going to be very happy with. Yeah, there's a it. It really is. Um, again, it gets back to choice and control, right? So we'll have patients who will come in, a um, hundred pounds uh, with a hundred pounds of excess body fat. We do a body composition analysis on everybody um, that's um, detailed and uh, uh, really state of the art equipment. So we get what we think is a really great um, uh, assessment of. What, how much muscle and how much fat people have and so forth. People often will have more fat, more more muscle than they realize, and they think they're 100 pounds over fat, but they're really 75 pounds over fat. Um, and when you can tell them that right away, you're not going to lose 100 pounds, uh, Bill, uh, because you have all this muscle, or Jenny, or whatever your name is. You just don't have all that, they don't have all that extra fat to lose. Now you might lose some muscle, and that would be weight, you don't have to lose 100 pounds of body fat. And that, for them, is really just right out of the bat. That's a win for them. Like, oh, thank God. I thought it was worse. <laughs> you know? um, but anyway, so um, people will uh, come on and we'll, we'll put them on the plan. And um, to the extent that they do it just as we lay it out for them, uh, which is really incredibly, again, it's criminally simple, um, they'll really do well losing a lot of weight. And and the natural thing that happens is, and people like control, um, is they'll get to a certain point where they feel really, really great. They can't believe they might have dropped three dress sizes or two, um, and they may have taken eight, you know, eight inches off their waistline or whatever that is. But they get to a point where all of a sudden life is back in control for them, and they will begin to act more like what they did before they started focusing on their weight because they really feel good and they're and they're comfortable and so on. So some people will lose, rare is the person who does this, but some people will lose every shred of excess body fat they have. And um, and sometimes it's not even with working out. They'll, they just do the diet very, very closely for a long enough period of time and they do really great. But that's a rare person. Most of the time they'll lose a big, huge chunk of it, you know, 30, 40, 30, 35%, 40% of... Um, their excess body weight, which is close to what you can get with some surgical procedures. Um, they're not running around uh, looking like uh, a figure skater, uh, but, man, they feel great. And they're perfectly happy now with, with how they look and, and they're comfortable and so forth. So they are in control at that point. If they decide they want to move into something more like a maintenance program and maintain that weight, I'm thrilled. You know, if I have a patient who comes and sees me once a year and they haven't gained their weight back, that's such a huge victory. And what it says is they're in control now. They can choose. Um, and that is, again, if there's anything that's life-giving in the provision of health care, it's to give the patient a sense of control and freedom um, and really dignity that goes along with that. You know, the ability to control your own situation uh, is, is uh, part of the human experience that well, that, that we yeah, all that, need. That control goes into, again, uh, feeling good about yourself and, and, and fighting off the stress and 
so that when you're at that birthday party and you have that slice of cake, because, you know, you, you've been good and whatnot, and mm-hmm. you have a slice of cake there, you don't feel as though, well, I've just ruined the last three weeks. Well, no, you, you had a slice of cake. Right. Don't, don't have another slice of cake tomorrow and the day right, after right. that. Right. <laughs> Birthdays only come around once a year. You have to pick and choose carefully whose birthdays you want to celebrate with a piece of cake, because um, there's lots of birthdays out there. Um, but, but you but you but you be but you be careful there, and you follow the the plan. And I think that's uh, those are the key things uh, for it. What is as you said, this is a, a, a medical a medical uh, program here. What kind of or types of medicines or anything like that should somebody expect, or how much is it trying to lay out for people? You know, a a eating plan, a a, a way to attack it that way. How do they benefit? Uh, We'll scale that out, if you will. Yeah. So um, uh, demystify this. Mm -hmm. Basically, what happens if uh, people decide to get on our plan? And again, um, on our website, reformmedicine.com, under medical weight loss uh, service, I think um, under medical weight loss service, you can find an uh, an online information session. They last about 45 minutes. that will give you a fair amount of detail about the plan. So I won't go into all the detail. But basically, if you decide to get on our plan, the um, uh, first thing we do is gather some info, just like any other doctor's office visit, right? You come in, and, and uh, because because it is um, medical, we like to have some baseline kind of data, right? So it's kind of the same stuff that you might get if you um, had biometrics or wellness things, but a little more intense, in-depth than that, um, you know, cholesterol panel and and blood sugars and um, C-reactive protein and a few other things that we do uh, routinely, thyroid checks, uh, thyroid level. Um, and then we do an EKG on everyone just to, to screen for heart disease or screen for uh, heart rhythm problems and so on. And then um, uh, then we have them fill out questionnaires. We want to kind of screen for things like depression or binge eating disorder or ADHD um, anxiety issues, uh, sleep apnea. There's a lot of people with undiagnosed sleep apnea out there. It's amazing how many we find. Um, uh, and ADHD as well. Sometimes that's people just eat um, in a hyperactive way. I mean, they're impulsive eaters and um, part of a bigger a bigger thing. But in any case, so we screen for those things, and then uh, we'll set up a, an initial appointment then with um, one of our providers. And um, they'll see us for a new weight loss visit basically, and we'll review their health history with them, do a little bit of physical exam. Uh, and then depending on what they've told us, then we can make individualized recommendations for them. They may come in on a big, long slew of meds, or they may come in on no meds at all, and maybe they really have terrible sleep apnea, and maybe we ought to test them for that. Again, they, we don't force them to do any of this, but we have those conversations, right? And so we tailor out a plan based on their needs, their perception of what will work for them. Um, we give them a plan that we know works very well, um, but we'll work with their plan too if they want to do that. They don't have to do exactly what we're recommending. Um, and then we have, if most people will uh, elect for a little bit of a nudge medicinally, and so we'll use uh, medications such as fentermine that... Um, uh, is very helpful for suppressing appetite, very helpful for suppressing kind of uh, impulsive eating behaviors. You know, the people that go from 
cabinet to cabinet in the kitchen because they're bored and they don't realize they're doing it until all of a sudden they ooh, they found the cookies um, or the chips. And um, Or it might just allow them to focus better and actually keep better records if that's what they need want to do or need to do, you know, they, if they're into record keeping or using an app. Um, not everybody does that. Most people don't. Um, but when they, when they want to do a plan, it helps them to focus better on the plan. Um, so that's that's one medication. There are others that work similarly. There are meds that um, help with prolonging how long it is that you feel like you uh, are full. Um, and there and similarly, it takes less to make you full, right? So there are medications that will do that. Um, all of it is built around the notion um, that we're helping to cur to change people to change their long-term eating behaviors. Um, but the the reality is obesity and excess body fat create an environment which wants to bring people back to that highest weight. There's theories about that. They call it set point theory, for example. And so it's always a challenge for people. Um, because their body is set up against them. That doesn't make sense for the human species to lose a bunch of weight all at once. Um, if you go back 100,000 years, when we didn't have grocery stores and we didn't have refrigeration and we didn't have processed foods, um, for a human being to losing a bunch, lose a bunch of weight at once, that meant starvation. So the body would do things to make it less likely that you would do that and protect that fat. But it never... In history, would you need to design a system to prevent it from becoming overfat? Because a hundred thousand years ago, or two hundred, or however many years ago, when we became Homo sapiens sapiens, that wasn't an issue. So we didn't. That wasn't built into our evolutionary need. The need not to starve was built in there, and so our system is designed with multiple layers to keep us uh, from starving. And one of those, one of those things is when you start dropping a bunch of stored energy in the form of body fat, the system will react and want to not let you do that very easily. So um, for some people, they can do it easily, but a lot of people will, will have uh, struggles. And that and the, the medicine of what we do is to try to help them overcome those struggles so they can actually effectively lose weight. Before we, uh, we wind this down here, uh, you, you kind of touched on it uh, before there, but uh, who would you say is somebody that would benefit from this program that maybe otherwise doesn't think they would? I know it's kind of a tough question there, but there's always people that are out there that go, well, oh, you know, I can, I, can, you know, I can stand to be better and all that. Um, I'm 40, 50 pounds overweight or 60 or whatever, but I, I feel fine. How would I benefit from, how would I benefit from this? Well, the biggest, probably the biggest criterion for people getting into our program and doing well is the folks who are what we call intrinsically motivated, right? Um, that is to say, they're not getting into the program because their spouse told them they should lose weight, or um, they're not getting into the program because of some other requirement. It's really it has to come within from within, uh, whether it's a knowledge of I'm just not healthy or I'm just tired of this. I've had enough. I'm, and they're and they're ready, right? This is unlike um, in family practice. Every doctor has the experience of 
seeing a patient, uh, doing a bunch of stuff for them. You know they're overweight. They know they're overweight. But that's not their problem. They're not presenting to you uh, that issue as the thing they want you to help them take care of. And every doctor has experience with patients who, when you say, you know, uh, Liz, I don't know. For all of you named Liz, this is uh, no <laughs> offense. Uh, picking a name, uh, Bobby. Uh, if you're, you have these issues, and those are really driven to a large extent by um, some of the excess weight you're carrying around, maybe if you could take some of that down a little bit, some of these things would get better. Maybe we could get you off of some of these meds, or maybe you just wouldn't need to think about um, taking medication from time to time. You'd just feel better. As primary care doctors, we, when that's not the thing the patient came to us for, you're trying to create a motivation. You're trying to do what they call motivational interviewing and, and set it up so the patient can kind of get to the place where you're, you want them to go with that, right? People who are, join our program, by and large, most of them, uh, we want them to be motivated internally. They want to, want it to come from within. They're ready. We want them to be ready um, when they join the program. We don't. Uh, some of them aren't ready when they start, but they become ready when they see the success. That's they don't understand it. But but there are some people who come in and they're in it for the wrong reason, and those people won't very, do very well um, because they're when that external motivator goes away, they just they're done. You know so. Um, but basically, anybody who thinks they've got excess body weight to lose, we have people who come in, they're 20 pounds overweight, and we have people who come in are 200 pounds overweight. Um, and it doesn't matter. It's all to us. It's we're here to help. It's like we're whatever pro whatever problem you come into us as a family doctor, I don't care whether it's, I don't, whatever it is, if you think you need help from me, I'm willing to try to help you. You know, I may not have exactly what you need for all things, but I'll help you sort out what maybe you do need and, and get it get you to it or get it to you. So in, in, in the obesity world, um, when people come into this for this, we're teed up and ready to go. That's our, we, we put our, um, you know, Avenger suit on and, and out the door we go. That's, that's the fight we, we like to take. Um, like, we like to fight with people. <laughs> we're ready to go. That's our, that's our wheelhouse. Right. In the weight loss program. Well, I think that's a great way to, to wind this one down. And again, uh, check out the, uh, all of the great podcasts we have. And, of course, check out uh, Reform Medicine online for more details on this and all the other great programs that they have. Uh, Dodger, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Scott, for having us. It's nice seeing you.